fellow indie hackers, welcome to yet another wannabe entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago and it's a pleasure to be here talking with you. Just for you to understand, today is 2.48 a.m. That's the time that I'm recording this episode. And normally you are already used to this because, as you know, I am a night owl. But tomorrow I will have to wake up at 8 a.m. So I don't even want to do the calculations, to be honest, on how many hours I'll be sleeping. Because tomorrow it's Pod Squeeze Product Hunt's launch. Yeah, it's a very special day. I'm very excited about that. I'll be speaking more about this in this episode. But if you are hearing this and is Wednesday, just go on Product Hunt and upvote Pod Squeeze. That's it. Just pause this podcast. Just pause it. Go there and upvote. I will wait. No worries. No worries. I will just wait. All right. Did you do it? <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. So. Obviously, this episode will still be very much facing pod squeeze um, because that has been my main priority for the past month. And I have really amazing news to tell you in terms of how much our MRR has grown. It's crazy. I really want to share this with you. And as well, I want to share some of the challenges that I've been facing and some of the thoughts that have been popping in my head. So... It's a very packed episode uh, with a very a nice mixture of feelings, for sure. But overall, a very happy vibe and very hopeful vibe. So I, I want I want to share this with you. Yeah, for sure. Besides that, today we have our sponsor, Hivoe, and I know what you're thinking, Tiago. Hivoe has been a feature for two episodes now. Yes. Because we'll be featuring Hivoe for four episodes. So there's this one and one more. But rest assured that every slot is different. I'll be focusing on different Hivoe features so that you can take full advantage of this amazing tool. And if you want to sponsor this podcast, I do have slots available after Hivoe. So make sure to DM me on Twitter at TiagoWBE. And yeah, I think that's it for the intro. So if you're ready, sit down, relax, and let's get started with today's episode. So... My method, the method I use to come up with ideas for this conversation I have with you is very unorganized, much like a lot of things I do. I'm, in general, not a very organized person. So what I what I do is I have notes on my MacBook and every time a new idea pops up or a new challenge or something that I want to share with you, I just write it down. And I was, and then before basically recording this episode, I go there and I read it and I see, okay, I want to talk about this and that. And today's note, the first note says, to succeed is easier to have nothing to lose. 
And this thought came to my head while I was watching um, a series or a documentary that it's available on Netflix now, at least on Netflix Portugal, about Kurt Cobain. If you don't know who Kurt Cobain is, where are you living? <laughs> no. He's, the, um, he's basically the singer of Nirvana. He's dead. He's dead now. Yeah, sorry uh, to s if I'm breaking the news to you, but it's, he's been dead for a while. But it's, it's one of these bands that I think a lot of us grew up with. It's really, really amazing. And they, they made really great songs, songs that I think will last forever. I was watching the documentary. I I didn't know much about Kurt Cobain's life. I just knew that he was a singer and a songwriter. And he wrote a lot of my favorite songs. And that, that he was dead at 28. He killed himself. Or overdose. Or I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, he killed himself. But... He's still a genius. I mean, he was able to accomplish things in 28 years of his life that most of us will never accomplish, right? It's amazing. And I always, I'm always so jealous or I really admire this, the fact that I'm, there's so many great minds, actually, if you think about it, that have accomplished so much in their 20s, which is something that I, I cannot understand how they do that. I really cannot understand because I feel that I'm much more competent now on my early 30s than I was in my mid-20s. So when you hear, I don't know, Leonardo da Vinci and all of these artists and all of these people achieving incredible things on their 20s, I always think, wow, how are they doing this? So I was watching this documentary of Kurt Cobain. And it turned out he didn't have the easiest of lives. Hmm. Surprise, surprise. He was always a troubled kid. Growing up, um, if I remember correctly, his parents had a divorce. And then it was kind of problematic. So no one, neither his mom or his dad, wanted him to stay with them. Which is always nice, right? To be rejected by your own parents. And I don't know, I think nowadays people speak much more openly about uh, mental health. Back then, it was not a thing, right? Even like growing up, I don't know how old you are, but for me as a 30-year-old growing up, this kind of uh, mental health issues was something that people just would not speak about. So he was a troubled kid because he was very creative. He had a different kind of brain, very creative brain. Uh, maybe kind of ADHD, cannot focus too much on, on certain things kind of brain. And of course, that when this brain is not nurtured, it ends up taking you to r rough paths, 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 yeah. So it's interesting. I Funny enough, I didn't still finish the, the documentary, but... In the beginning, when they are setting up the whole thing, they show how his life was so messed up. I don't want to say, I don't want to say troubled, like messed up. I mean, it was really messed up, and it really felt that he had nothing to lose. 
in, indeed, in fact, he, he tried to kill himself before, actually, uh, when he was in his teenage years. So he really believed that he, he didn't have anything to lose. Uh, and I, I, that kind of got me thinking. That kind of got me thinking about how sometimes it's easier to risk everything when, at least in your perspective, you feel that you have nothing to lose. If you think about artists, musicians, I think being a musician, special, especially someone that is making their own songs, so no covers, just originals, forget about entrepreneurship. I think this is much harder. It's such a hard life and industry to get in. If you don't have the right connections, the right mindset, the right attitude, you will never make it. I have few friends have tried it and they couldn't make it or they just live very precarious lives it's it's really hard so if you have people around you that love you they they want it's hard for them to support you i think and and if you see everyone around you telling you that hey maybe it's better for you to quit or do something else just get a normal job then you also feel that at some point it's not worth it. It's not worth it all the sacrifices to reach whatever you want to reach because you don't know if you will ever reach that. So when you have nothing to lose, somehow that decision is easier, isn't it? You just think, okay, I have nothing to lose. Life cannot get any worse. And I know that this is sounding a little bit negative, but just bear with me. So if they think they have nothing to lose, they can just bet everything. And unfortunately, a lot of people end up losing more than they thought they had, right? But some of them are able to achieve things, incredible things, like what Kurt Cobain was able to achieve with only 28 years old, like a band that we are still talking about, that everyone knows Nirvana. So that kind of also got me thinking about entrepreneurship and the whole indie hacking scene. And um, as you know, we, we just had this interview with Thibaut, which I absolutely loved. Um, I really enjoyed talking with Thibaut. It's the second time I'm talking with him. And I always learned so much. But at some point, I don't know if you if you heard this interview. If you didn't, please go and listen. I think if you want to be an entrepreneur, indie maker... Just learn from Thibaut. And that's a great way to do that. Just listen to this one and even the previous one. But he's very humble. He's very humble and he attributes some of his success to luck. And funny enough, when I'm talking with João, Podsquiz co-founder, he also has this opinion. Quite often he says, entrepreneurship is luck. It's being, it's betting against the market. It's being in the right time at the right, um, the right time, in the right hour, no, with the right people, I don't know, <laughs> just luck. And I'm, I, I get a little bit triggered by this because I think, no, it's not. I mean, look at all the sacrifices we are doing. Look at all the things we do to achieve our goals. I mean, this is hard work. This is not luck. And then I was telling him, even today, I was telling this to João, 
look at our like our cases, right? Both of us in our 30s. Both of, of us could be making more money. Uh, me as a developer, I see all my friends around me making very comfortable salaries. And I have been for two years sacrificing all of that, living in this kind of semi-anxiety, burning my savings just to achieve this goal. And I don't know if I will ever achieve this goal. Now, there's two ways for me to, to do this. One, which is the, the one that fortunately is happening, I have very supportive friends and loved ones around me. And that really helps. That really, really helps. And I am blessed. I am definitely blessed. Or I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to lose, no dependencies, and I can basically put everything on hold, try to live a very low-key life, and focus 100% in my craft. So for me, that's not luck. You know, that's hard work. For João, he says it's luck. I... I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, send me a message on WB Tiago. Do you think that entrepreneurship and the people that we see around, Peter Levels, Thibaut, Tony Dean, Svieta Bay, Michelle, everyone around that we see succeeding on Twitter in our little indie community, do you think they were lucky? Or do you think they were just good? That they have learned their craft? And don't get me wrong, I know there's always a percentage of luck. There's always, in everything we do in life. I mean, we are lucky that there's no asteroid just, you know, coming towards Earth. You know, that, that can be considered luck, right? But there's also a lot of hard work, in my opinion. Is pot squeeze luck? Or is pot squeeze the consequence of a lot of work. One thing for sure, you know that I've changed my approach to indie hacking roughly before starting Pod Squeeze. A little bit with kind of as a triggered, I was triggered by this conversation I had with Thibaut back then. And I changed completely. I said, okay, let me try to do multiple things. Let me try to do multiple things. And wait for something that has a growth that I've never seen before. I've told you this before, right? That's what, that's what I was looking for. So that's why when I didn't see that with Indie Lottery, the project that I was working before this with João, I said, let's stop it. And it was not an easy decision. Let me be honest with you. Like sometimes I just look at Indie Lottery, which is still running, and I think maybe there's still something there. <laughs> there's a, like, a part of it that still goes to Indie Lottery and thinks maybe there's something there. João didn't want to stop it. João said, no, Tiago, there's still a lot of things we could do. But I, against my own intuition, I thought, no, that's what everyone around me that is succeeding is doing. So I should do the same. And we tried pot squeeze. Now, did we know that pot squeeze would have this engagement? Not at all. Not at all. I would have never expect this. And I, and I, it's funny because a lot of people, when they succeed, they always say, yeah, I've never expected. But it's true. I never expected because how could I? I've had other ideas of other businesses that I thought were solving a problem that was maybe even bigger than pot squeezes. 
problem. But they didn't succeed. So why did Podsquist succeed? I don't know. We can give some theories, right? First of all, definitely the AI wave. Like everyone is talking about AI. So this gives a really nice boost. And second of all is as well being in the right time. So one thing that is interesting, something that I've been thinking a lot is that Quite often, I don't know if you ever had this feeling that you have an idea. You have an idea and then you start building it and then you realize that there's someone else or there's another other 20 companies doing the same exact thing. And you always get discouraged. I always get discouraged. And I think, I mean, everyone has already tried everything. There's no new ideas. And if you think about it, if you have an idea that no one else thought before, or at least that you don't see any company doing the same, that's the weird thing. That's what you should question. Like, why? Because most likely someone tried and someone failed. Except when there's a new paradigm shift in the game. Before this, before AI, it was no code. Low code, no code. This was a huge boom. The moment this kind of tools, this, this concept started popping up, people started to use it and they started to solve existing problems in a better way with new technology. Suddenly, all of these old problems that were not fully solved, suddenly there's a new technology that allows you to solve them. A great example is with Notion. Everyone loved Notion. And Notion was being used by thousands and millions of people. And then suddenly Notion opened the API. And this opened tons of possibilities. One of which was Notion Forms from Julian that I interviewed here in the podcast. He didn't create anything new. He created forms, you know, like Google Forms, you know, like surveys. Like this is something that always existed. It's not a new idea. However, this new technology, this new tool, Notion, comes and solves problems that the current solutions were not solving. May, namely, it's easier to use, it's more the design, it's, uh, it's more appealing, and suddenly people prefer this solution to the other solutions. The thing is, can I create now another Notion Forms? No, because it already exists. It already exists three or four or five Notion forms, and they're already established in the market. I cannot do it. But that's the beauty of the AI wave. Because the AI wave, in my opinion, is Notion and no-code times 10, or times 1,000, I don't know. We still don't know. Because suddenly we have an API to intelligence. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's true. We have an API to intelligence. And it's very easy to interact with it. So suddenly, these old problems that existed, a lot of them can be solved using this new technology. So that's why there's this huge FOMO for this. Like everyone is like, I want to do something with AI. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of ignoring that they still need to solve a problem. They just want to use AI for everything. And that's wrong. I mean... We are still entrepreneurs. We still need to solve a problem with our products. But 
don't be afraid to revisit old problems because maybe now you can solve them better than others, than the current solutions. And I think that's what PodSqueeze came to do. You know, creating content from your podcast is something that people were already doing, for sure. They would pay other people to listen to the full podcast and write. I, I've done that. I actually, I have done this with with um, Change It or, or even with my podcast. I would record something and ask someone to write from the interviews. I've done this with this podcast as well. But suddenly, these AI tools are solving this problem much better. I don't need to pay someone and wait for days. I can have this, this done in minutes. You know, it's crazy. So I think that's it. I, I didn't know that there were so many people interested in this. But I think that's the reason why AI is working so well right now. It's because it's just a new technology that is coming to solve all problems. And I think maybe this is also a way for you when you're looking for new ideas, just look at this. You know, don't forget to ask, okay, is there some new technology, something new in the market that allows me to have this competitive edge? Now, of course, that the big problem here with AI is that Everyone can access it. It's so easy. The APIs are so easy that I can tell you that every day, it seems that another PodSquiz competitor is popping up. Does this scare me, you ask? Yes, it does. It does. It does because... And there's also something that um, Thibault said in the, in the interview. When something is getting traction and... Just for you, let me run down the numbers. We started the week, the past week, with, I think, 300 MRR. And we finished the week. And when I mean the week, is like on Monday, we had, we had 300 MRR. On Friday, we had 700 MRR. This is more than double. This has never, just for you to understand, to reach... 500 MRR with the community, it took me one year, one year and a half. One year and a half. And a lot of the projects I've seen in the community or around it, it takes a long time to reach 700 MRR. And we did this in less than a month. So that's the kind of growth I was, I was looking for. And now I'm thinking, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to mess this up. And when I see these competitors popping up, I think, okay, what can we do better? Because we all have access to the same technology. So in general, the quality of the results, they should be the same. So how can we differentiate from them? I don't know. I really don't like. I can tell you, user support. So Joe and I, or mainly me, because I'm more focused on that, I am so focused on user support. Every day I wake up and I have emails from people. I have people send me messages with Crisp on the support chat. And I'm, I try to respond as fast as possible. Always super nice. If someone complains, if someone wants to get some extra minutes, I give it to them. I, that's my differentiator factor at the moment. 
We also want to make the products very like simple to use and listen. And now it's funny because Joe and I, even though he says it's like we are using these years and years of trying things and failing and learning from this. Now we are using all of this knowledge in pod squeeze. And I believe that a lot of people, if they were just starting out, they would mess up pod squeeze because they didn't have our school, you know, like what I we were able to learn. And I feel that it's put, everything is coming together and I'm able to use all the skills that I've learned around indie hacking and entrepreneurship on pod squeeze. Now it's, it's definitely very stressful. And that's been, we have a couple of challenges, a couple of really intense challenges uh, on the way. And I want to share this with you. But before, let me do a little pause here for our sponsor, for our sponsor section, hivoe.com. Again, hivoe is a tool to help you manage your Twitter DMs. It helps you to automate your DMs and to use them as a way to attract new leads. I've used them many times before, as you know. And in the past episodes, we have focused on how to send bulk DMs with Hivoe, how to set up your um, how to set up your uh, welcome message. And today we'll be focusing on another feature. It's incredibly this this tool is so powerful. But today I I want to teach you how to use Hivoe for giveaways. So what is a giveaway? Giveaway is basically when you create something and you give it for free to people. And the goal of giveaways normally is to get attention to something, right? So you either want to bring attention to your own Twitter profile, right? So you'll get more followers, people will look at you. And I, it's funny because it really works. You know, for instance, Dagobert, he's able to get so many traffic, I think 10,000 people a month are coming from his Twitter profile, like to, to his website. So it really works. So that's a way, or it's just a marketing way for, let's say you want to give away um, a guide that eventually will plug your product inside the guide. Um, you, you can use it for multiple ways. And it really works. And if you do a proper, if you study it a little bit, if you do a proper giveaway, it can uh, attract a lot of people and have a lot of success. Now, what is the problem with giveaways? Is that you actually have to give something, right? So normally how it works is you just write down a message and say, hey, answer to this tweet and I will send it to you. I will send a free guide on how to, how to launch on Product Hunt. Before Hivoe, I had to do this and then check everyone that answered to my tweet and then send them a message directly. It was a lot of work, especially if, hopefully, it works well, we will have hundreds of messages, hundreds of replies. Yeah, that's not scalable at all. This is something that you cannot do often because it just requires a lot of time. Not anymore. Not anymore, because you can actually use Hivoe to automate the whole process, and that's really cool. So you just go to hivoe.com, and you sign in, you use your uh, Twitter account, and then you just go to the um, giveaway option. And then it's as simple as copying the link of your tweet, your tweet giveaway. So first you write the tweet, you send it, you copy the link, you paste it there, and then you write the giveaway message 
that you want to send to the people that actually reply to your tweets. You can actually customize. You can just say for people that reply with a certain word or something like this. But I normally just say everyone that replies, send them a message. Then you simply create your giveaway and that's it. You don't have to worry about it. Ivory will do everything for you. It will DM people and it will send the message, will send the guide, whatever you want to send, whatever you want to give away to people. Ivory will take care of that. And then you can actually see the whole statistics. You can see how many people replied to your tweet, how many DMs were sent, and how many users had their uh, messages closed so that they were not able to get the message. Very handy, very useful tool that you can use to automate your giveaways. I do have a discount for you, so you can actually use Hiveaway for free. There's a free tier, but once you're ready to upgrade, you can use uh, OFF10 to get 10% discount on your Hiveaway membership. All the links and the discounts will be in the show notes of this episode. Now, let's get back to our storyline. As I was telling you, there are a few challenges along the way, a few challenges along the pod squeeze journey. First of all, I told you before, and that's true, that we are already making around 700, or actually now it's 800 MRR, which might sound like a lot, but MRR is monthly recurring revenue. It's not monthly recurring profits. So now it's time to get real. How much money are we actually making in the end of this month, the end of March? And the response is that not a lot, not a lot. And uh, not a lot because we are spending a lot of money on uh, our API. So the API that uh, we're using to do the transcriptions is quite expensive. It costs two cents per minute. And then also the GPT API, which actually is quite, quite cheap in comparison. At the same time, we also spend some money to get a database of emails. We have thousands or even millions of emails of podcasters that we are sending every day. Funny enough, João was basically every day collecting, making a list of all of these emails and sending to all these all uh, these podcasters, and this was taking him maybe like one hour per day. And I told him, dude. I'm a developer, let's automate this. Which I think is really important because it's only us. We are just two people building what we hope to be a huge company for a lot of people. And I mean, we cannot afford to spend one hour each day sending emails. So we need to automate the whole process. So now I basically have a script that every day wakes up, sends 700 emails and then sleeps and then waits for another day. So we can automate, we try to automate the whole process. But yeah, we spent some money to get that list of emails. And in reality, after all of this, each one of us is only banking 150 euros or around, actually, yeah, 150 dollars. So it's even less in euros, which is not a lot. It's not like when you think like 800 MRR. So now you're thinking, okay, Tiago, how can you improve this? Yeah, great question. How can we improve this? First of all, we are trying to make some negotiations with uh, our API uh, provider, we and it's it's not going well. It's not going well because we had it took us a while to have the first meeting. We did have the first meeting with them. 
it seems that things would move along, but then it's been more than a week and we didn't get any response yet. So now we are thinking, okay, we need to switch to another API, which is annoying because you know the whole infrastructure is built around this API and it's working well. I like it. But yeah, anything, it's funny because even 0.5 cents per minute will save us a lot of money. Yeah, we are already in that in that uh, in that area. So that's what we need to do. Just just for you to understand, this whole month of March, $400 were spent in this particular API. Then some dollars as well in the GPT API. So that, that's where all the money is going. So that also makes me anxious because it makes me think, I need money now, right? So at the moment, I'm not doing any freelancing. I, I do have some income coming from the, the sponsorship of this podcast, from the, the, um, the community as well. But it's not enough. It's not covering all my costs because I... I am not cheap. <laughs> I live a very high-end life. I don't know. I mean, I, I try not to, but I don't know. Money just disappears. So I decided not to take any... I, I finished my previous freelancing project. I decided not to take any freelancing project at the moment because I want to focus so much on PodSqueeze because it's taking a lot of my time, really. Yeah, so I need the money now. At the same time, I know that it will take some time to tune out everything. So, yeah, that's definitely something that makes me anxious. Second thing that makes me anxious is, I don't know, I, I feel, yeah, today I woke up and I was so tired. So tired. I, I, I was not productive at all. And there's so many things always happening, like always emails to answer and customer support and then features to do and making decisions. Like what should be our next feature? What should we focus on? that this is really tiring me. So at the same time, it's so good to have someone to share this burden with. Like having a co-founder, it's, it's game-changing. It's really, I don't know how would I do this without Joan because like doing this stuff alone, it's not easy. It's really not easy. We are basing our decisions on the feedback of our users. We are basing our decisions on growth, one of option one option we're thinking is to uh, set up an affiliate network because a lot of people have been asking for this and this can be a great way to get sales uh, and somehow to automate and delegate the whole sales process by giving a percentage of um, of the money we make to others which actually is really cool I didn't know this but affiliates at first I thought okay they would get a percentage of the first sale but no Actually, affiliates, if this is a recurrent, so it's a, if it's a subscription, if we give 10% or 20%, they will get 10% or 20% for every subscription renewal. So every month, they will get 20% of what we're giving, which is quite good. I mean, this is a great way to create some passive income, to be honest. I, I've been thinking maybe that's something I should do as well, you know, try to sell other people's products. Um, because I don't have the worry of like growing the product or I don't have to worry about anything. I just have to get clients. That's cool. It's really nice. But yeah, that's one option. That's one idea we have. And um, yeah, besides that, today we are launching on Product Hunt. So again, please, if it's Wednesday for you, the link will be in the, in the description. Just go there or just go to Product Hunt and see hopefully we'll be in the top five and upvote us. That will be so great. 
so amazing. Uh, we are currently making $800 MRR, and I'm so excited to see if, what will these, how will these affect our MRR. And I've made a prediction. Joan told me, like, hey, Tiago, like, what is your prediction? And I told him, okay, best case scenario, we will get first place, which is extremely hard. But let's say we'll get first place, best case scenario. And then we will get around 10,000 people coming to our website. That will lead to an MRR increase of around 2K. Now, do I think this will happen? No. No, 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 no. I think we'll luckily reach 1,000, right? So we are now at 800. We will luckily reach 1,000. But even then, it, that will be hard. But best case scenario, it could get to 2,000. So I'm, I will let you know next week how did this go. Uh, but yeah, your help would really go a long way. So thank you so much if you if you're doing this. Yeah, other things we did, uh, we tried to uh, gather testimonials because testimonials are a great way to increase conversion. So at first I asked around and I asked people to get some testimonials if they could give it to us. Even people that were actually saying that they liked our product, I told them, hey, by the way, would you mind taking one minute to just write that thing that you sent me on email on this testimonial box? But people wouldn't do it. So João had this brilliant idea of sending an email to everyone and saying, hey, we'll give you 30 extra minutes if you write as a testimonial. And that worked really well, I have to say. Like we are, have now more than 10 testimonials and we have a nice wall uh, of testimonials to showcase our, um, yeah, our product and increase our conversion. So that's really cool. We also added more pricing so more options so we have now agency plans with more minutes which is really cool and we actually already had our first agency clients we are scheduling talks with clients when every every time they want to talk with me i just say yes and we book it because it's it's amazing you know it's amazing and that's also what i've been telling joan and why i'm so excited about this product is the fact that sometimes I've been fixing a lot of bugs, but we had a few bugs at first. And normally, if you think about it, when you go and watch a product and you open a product and there's a bug, what is what do you do? Normally, you just close it and go on with your life, right? But in this case, people are actually DMing me and sending messages and saying like, hey, I want to use your product, but I can't because there's this problem. How can you fix it? Can you fix it, please, for me? And I do it and they get super excited. So that's how I know we are into something. Because people are actually lining up and saying, like, please fix it. I just want to use it. I don't want to ignore it. I want to use it. You know, that's that's a great indication that we are onto something, you know. Yeah. I, I feel that I was a little bit all over the place with this episode. I don't know if there was some kind of storyline. Hopefully, I was able to put you up to speed uh, in regards to everything we're doing with Pod Squeeze. At the same time... I feel a bit overwhelmed because I want to focus in the podcast. I want to focus in the community, even though I know that um, especially the community is taking now less of my time, but I still want to, you know, maintain it. So I just need to focus more and somehow be able to say, okay, now it's time for this. Ignore the emails, 
ignore the messages, ignore the fucking Stripe notifications that I love them so much. I love them. Like I actually, João install, installed the app as well. And he said, Tiago, this was the worst thing I've done <laughs> because now I'm always like waking up. And this happens to me, by the way. This is something that is also worrying me. Like I wake up before the alarm clock. So imagine I'm, I'm already supposed to sleep only six hours, but I wake up five hours after falling asleep and I have this urge to go and check my phone and to see any notifications or emails. And that's, yeah, that's not healthy. But hopefully this is something new just because it's new and I'm excited. But eventually we'll get used to this and I will be able to settle down and focus on other projects. You know, at the same time, there's a huge AI FOMO. Isn't there like so many people... And what I told you before, right, this is the time for AI. This is the time to solve problems with AI. And my mind is racing with ideas. Oh, man, the curse of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Anyways, I'm. don't get me wrong. I'm very excited, very excited about this. I've been sharing it with everyone. I don't care. I don't care if this will explode in my face. I'm just telling to my family and my partner and everyone is saying like, yeah, this is going great because I want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it. And if it dies tomorrow, it dies. But at least today I've been happy, man, thinking that I would get to a million. <laughs> what I also enjoy is you listening to this podcast. So thank you so much. We are growing. Um, at this moment, we have around 230 listens per episode. So it's so cool. Let's keep this going. Please make sure to share this uh, wannabe entrepreneur podcast and interviews and everything with all of your indie maker friends. You can DM me as well on Twitter. You can support this podcast by sponsoring it or by joining our amazing WB community, a community of indie makers. It's a Slack-based community. It only costs $10 per month to join and you'll be also supporting this podcast. And you can also buy the guide. I have like a guide, a one-time buy guide, step-by-step -step to help you bootstrap your projects. I built this from all the interviews I've made with this podcast. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. And don't forget to go and upvote PodSqueez on Product Hunt. That's all for today. Again, was a pleasure talking with you. This was another wannabe entrepreneur. See you next week. Oh, another start notification. Nice.